This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. The elections are over. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. A soaking rain, fog, flooded streets, they all came down yesterday. But despite some glitches that did not stop voters from casting ballots at Maryland's 1,600 polling locations. Here in Anne Arundel County, there weren't too many glitches. However, we did hear down at Deal, there was a scanner that was not accepting ballots. They did collect them manually and they would scan them a little bit later. Before we get into the results of the election, just a few non-election news stories. A man suffered life-threatening injuries yesterday morning when his pickup truck rolled over and he was ejected from it on I-97. Anne Arundel County Fire Department was called to the scene of the crash just about 8 o'clock a.m. And as of this morning, there is no word on the condition of the man. The Bowie State University said its marching band has been suspended in the wake of hazing allegations against the group. The Symphony of Soul Band was suspended Friday after claims of hazing within the band's surface. And in a statement, university spokesman Cassandra Robinson said, Bowie State University has become aware of serious allegations of hazing affecting the Symphony of Soul Band. In light of these allegations, the university has suspended all band activity effective immediately to ensure the continued safety of our students pending further internal investigation. However, it's unclear what that hazing exactly was. Good news for Maryland Six Casinos. They generated a record $158 million in revenue in October. Business was booming mostly at MGM National Harbor. National Harbor will mark its second anniversary next month. It generated $73.4 million of that 158, up more than 41% since October of last year. Out of that $158 million of total revenue, the state of Maryland collected $61 million of that, including $45 million for the State Education Trust Fund. Wink, wink. Live casino and hotel at Arundel Mills. It's the state's second largest casino. It generated $47 million in gaming revenue, which is up 2% from a year ago. All right, let's get into some election news right after this. I think I can safely say that the latest iteration of the Annapolis Market House is a hit. I love it. I know Tim loves it. Well, with beer and all, that was kind of a given, but everyone really seems to dig it this time around. What do you think? We're recording a live podcast on Thursday, November 8th at the Market House, and we want to hear from you. Come on down and say hello. Say a few words about the Market House and have a beer or two. Tim and I will be there at 6.30 along with our favorite foodie, Kara, from the Annapolis Fork. And all that's missing is you. So come on down and say hello this coming Thursday, November 8th, 6.30 p.m. at the Annapolis Market House. We'll see you there. Holy cow, were there some stunners in last night's election. Didn't see some of them coming, some of them I predicted, and... um, We've got some changes coming here in Anne Arundel County for sure. We'll take a rundown on this. First of all, on the county question A, that was the zoning one. People voted for that change. County question B was about 
increasing the level of need for competitive bidding for procurement, and that also was voted for. I had those two wrong in my predictions. Question C was increasing the authority of the county auditor. Everyone voted for that. I had that one right. On the state, the lockbox for education, everybody voted for that. I had that one right. The unregistered voter bill, I thought that that would be turned down and the state approved that. Governor Hogan won by a landslide. We figured that was there. Comptroller Francho as well. Brian Frosch for Attorney General. Ben Cardin has won again. He was the first one called by a landslide there. Congressman John Sarbanes has won again. In Senate District 30, Sarah Elfreth has won that seat over Ron George by about 5,000 votes. In State Senate District 31, Brian Simon Air won that, and I thought that was going to happen. State Senate District 33, Big Ed Riley beat Eve Hurwitz, as we thought. 32 was Pam Beidel over John Grasso. Uh, State Senate District 21, I didn't know too much about that, but Jim Rosa Pepe has won that. He was an incumbent. House of Delegates in 30A. I was a little bit surprised at this. I had Mike Bush and Bob O'Shea winning that one. Mike Bush and Alice Kane handily defeated Bob O'Shea and Chelsea Gills. So that now has lost a Republican seat and gained a Democrat seat in District 30A. In District 30B, Seth Howard had a race on his hand. Mike Shea almost took the race over, but Seth Howard did prevail down there in South County. In District 31A, Ned Carey over Brooks Bennett, as we thought he would. In 31B, Pasadena, as we thought, Nick Kipke and Brian Chisholm, both Republicans, will be in those two seats. In District 32 for the House of Delegates, we thought it would be Mark Chang, Patty Ewing, and Sandy Bartlett to change it up just a little bit. And it is actually Mark Chang, Sandy Bartlett, and Mike Rogers. Uh, So that is a three-Democrat district there. House of Delegates 33. I really thought the Teflon Don, Tony McConkie was gone. It looks like he's staying. Mike Malone, Sid Saab, and Tony McConkie were the top three vote getters. I did think it was going to be tight between Pam Luby and Heather Bagnall, and it certainly was. Heather edged out Pam by just a few votes, but they weren't enough to hold that seat there. Board of Education, Candace Antwine in District 1. In District 4, it was Melissa Ellis, and I had picked Julie Hummer to win that one. So Julie Hummer, who currently sits on the Board of Education, will be leaving that seat. District 5, it was Dana Schalheim over Terry Gilliland, as we thought. And over in District 7, I thought it was going to be Letitia Hicks, but it was Michelle Corkadel by actually a pretty solid margin there. In the Orphans Court, we thought it was going to be Nancy Phelps, Maureen Carr-York, and Alan Ruskowski. Allen has lost his seat on the bench there, and that is going to be replaced by Vicki Gibson, who is a local attorney and community activist. Did not see that one coming. Register of Wills, Lauren Parker retained that seat. There will be some of these races that will be decided by absentee ballot, probably, and I believe that the clerk of courts is going to be one of them, as it stands right now. Scott Poyer has barely edged out Doug Arnold for that. In an absolute shocker to me, State's attorney's race. Apparently, the negative campaigning for Ann Colt Lightus was successful. She has won that race, and she has reclaimed the office that she was appointed to four years ago and ousted incumbent Wes Adams. In the sheriff's office, Jim Fredericks won that. We thought that was going to happen there. Sliding over into the county council. 
District 7, South County. I thought James Kitchen had a chance there, but actually Jessica Hare won that seat. District 6, as we thought, went to Lisa Rodbian. District 5, as we thought, went to Amanda Fiedler. District 4, as we thought, went to Andrew Pruski. District 3, as we thought, went to Nathan Bolke. District 2, as we thought, went to Allison Picard. And District 1, as we thought, went to Sarah Lacey. We had initially thought it might be a 5-2 Democratic Council with James Kitchen taking that District 7 seat, but it is actually a 4-3 Democratic Council based on the results of the election, which just flips it from what it stands today. Most notably, history was made here. This is a 5-2 woman council. Jessica Hare, Lisa Rodvian, Amanda Fiedler, Allison Picard, and Sarah Lacey. We have never had a majority women council in the history of Anne Arundel County. The other big, huge shocker for me, in addition to the state's attorney's office, is the county executive race. And it does look like Stuart Pittman has edged out incumbent Steve Shue by about 9,000 votes. He ran a very strong grassroots campaign. In my predictions, I didn't think he was going to win. I thought that he would certainly be around for quite a long time. And apparently he's going to be around for four years or more as he won that race from county executive Steve Shue. It'll be interesting to follow up and see because the two are so very different to see how they all play during the transition and how things play out in the next four years. Things will be quite different. Uh, It also changes up the dynamic between the county and the city with both a Democratic county executive as well as a Democratic city mayor. So we will see. That is about it for the elections. Now, I will caution that all of these are still subject to change. They do need to count provisional ballots that were cast. They do need to count absentee ballots that were cast. They do need to count the overseas ballots as well. Um, So there's plenty of wiggle room there. We won't know the final, final results for probably a week, I believe it is. But as we know it now, those are your results. Going out, you need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, November 7th. The early week rain has moved out and sunshine will take its place for the next couple of days with highs in the 60s today and 50s tomorrow. But then more rain will return Friday as another cold front and associated low pressure center move through the region. And it'll be truly colder behind the front on Friday night into Saturday morning with a very strong chance at the first official freeze for many, as temps could be in the upper 20s to lower 30s when we wake up Saturday morning. And while the weekend looks like it'll be chilly with highs only in the upper 40s to low 50s, it should at least be sunny and dry. Okay, that's it for today. Make it a great day out there, and be sure to follow DMV Weather anywhere all the time at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook, or especially on our free app that you can download from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather so you can always stay weather-informed. This is George Young with DMV Weather. Enjoy the next couple of days of sunshine across the region. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Imagine your child saying, guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked teachers why. Our innovative educational approach spans indoors and out with challenging academics that inspire and engage. In our small classes, we are able to find the learner in every child from preschool to eighth grade. See for yourself as St. Andrews hosts an open house at its Edgewater campus Friday, November 9th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 today. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. 
Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.